Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of um, my little space here. This is going to be mainly an intro for this week's tournaments and uh, maybe a couple of opinions on the previous one. So this week we have WTA Toronto and Concord, along with um, along with some interesting tournaments in the lower leagues. For instance, there's one in the United States, um, Landisville, playing this week as well. It's an ITF 100. A couple of interesting players there, and I'll mention a couple of them. You know, Mandlik was playing in um, San Jose last week. She managed to surprise me, really. You know, she played Alison Risk in the first round and beat her in straights. Something that probably every single one of you loved watching. She played Badusa next and took a set from her. She had two different match points, but unfortunately did not manage to get those in. And it's kind of shocking because um, Mandlik Elizabeth isn't really someone that most people know from tour. Funny thing is, her mum actually won four Grand Slams. And I'm going to be totally honest, I did not know this, you know, I did not know she was the, she was the daughter of the Elizabeth. I'm going to mainly speak about Toronto in this intro. I'm going to mention Concord a bit as well. So in Toronto, it's a 1000, basically, it's basically an... I like to call these All-Stars games because it's basically the, the best players in the world playing ahead of the US Open. I did mention a couple of stuff in the previous episode about Toronto and uh, I'm going to make this episode a bit a short one because I, I do mainly only want to make this an intro. Um, I'll have a couple of opinions as well. So, I'm recording this um, in the morning, and uh, this is the, the day after the first day's round one games. Um, there's still a couple today. Uh, Sora plays Liu, Kudimatova plays uh, Ayla, Georgie plays Emma. There's loads of games today. You know, this is quite a funny one. Um, it's 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 not easy for me to to kind of to kind of say who's going to win this tournament because looking at the draws, every single quarter has I'd say I'd say it's a mess. You know, I'd say this draw is a mess. That's what I want to say. I mean, already in, in round two, we have uh, Joe facing Annette. We have um, Goff 
playing Urbakina, Sabalenka playing the winner versus Liu and and Tormo. Um, I mean, the first round is kind of easy. You know, we have Sormo and Tor- and Liu, and uh, that that's not a difficult one. You know, um, the 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 first round, even though it's uh, arguably um, arguably hard to predict, um, it's usually f- it's usually for me the, the the most fun one to predict. Because usually deep down the tournament, when you go deep into the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, I mean, there's not not really a point to um, to bet on it. Maybe that that's mainly the point here. Ah, <sighs> Tormo on on hardcore is interesting because um, you know she's a clay dog. A true, true, a, a true, true clay dog. I mean, we saw this with BHM yesterday, and and, and Trevison. Yeah, Trevison is, is is an awesome player, but she's not really a hardcore player. And it's the same with BHM. So basically, we have two people loves playing on clay, grew up on clay, playing on hardcore, not used to the fast paced hardcore surface. Basically, just playing on uh, on unknown territory, and. Uh, is going to end up with who's who's, who's the most um, no I'm not going to use the clutch here I'm not going to use the word clutch here again because I've already I've already abused that word with the Badusa and Goff uh, but it comes down to just come it truly does come come down to clutch all right I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. it's, it's just going to come back uh, come 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 down to clutch and um, BHM had the most clutch yesterday. Uh, you know, the, the my my most favorite game was was the Rebakina game, of course, was Boskova. And that game was um I'd say a mix of frustrating, enjoying and entertaining because um, you know, Rebakina won, which was enjoying, entertaining because it went to three sets, frustrating because it went to three sets. So um you know when a player that you want to win has twenty two on first I'm sorry. Uh, 22 breakpoints and converts, I think, six of them. It's, uh, it's a bit frustrating. Uh, as well, I think she had around 50 unforced errors, whilst um, whilst Boscova had, I think, 15 winners, which is still 15 times more than she had against Potakova in the final. So I guess it's um, it's an upgrade for her. Uh, Williams played... Um, uh, played MPD in the first round. I mean, MPD was kind of awful in the qualifications, and yeah, I don't want to play the surface card, but um, she's just terrible here on hot court, and uh, there's not really wrong with that. There's loads of players that have have an, have a surface that they're used to playing, and um, it's 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 understandable that when when we go into a, I, I guess. I guess a hardcore season. It's uh, it's expected for them to, to to have have their losing streaks. Uh, you know we see this and with many players. Um, but the first run went kind of expected. I do want to bring up Allison Risk versus uh, Petra. That was a super interesting. And I never I never spoke about the advantage that Risk has in a humidity like like uh, Toronto. It does it does bring a, a huge advantage for her because she's a player that. Um, 
she's a player with um I don't know how to phrase this, but um, she's a player used to the fast-paced, uh, fast-paced game, and uh, we see this perfectly when she plays grass, because um, um, in grass it's the same, and it's the same thing with her. And um, a straight—it uh, um, wasn't a straight set. I'm sorry. I think it was. Um, I need to go back to this. I don't remember really, but I think she beat, um, it was last night. I think it was 6-3 in the last set. Either way, she beat um, Petra, took her out the first round. Uh, glad to see Petra back. Let's not say that just because, you know, Petra is out in the first round that there's something terrible going on to her. I mean, she's been injured the entire year. She Yet she managed to re- I think I think the quarterfinals in the, in, in the Wimbledon. So um, she she's still been playing good this year, and um, uh, I think I think she'll rack up the points to stay in that top fifteen spot. Leila Fernandez came back from her injury. She has not played a single game since the French Open, but played one yesterday against Sanders and one and three, six four, six seven, and six three. Um, I spoke about this game, and. I did not speak it here. I spoke. I think I just talked about it with uh, with a couple of people on Twitter. Um, you know, Sanders to take a set or Sanders to make this game close, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, was kind of given a, a girl that's not been playing before. I mean, when was the French? It was in um, it was in May. Am I right? I can't remember. Months ago, either way, and. Um, it takes a while to adjust when you come back from from an injury, so it's given that her first game is not going to be an easy one. Uh, but ha- super happy to see her advance to the second round. She's gonna have a difficult time against. Um, I think she's going to play BHM. A BHM again is a, is a clay rat, so she's um, kind of lucky to be given that kind of matchup. There's there's loads of other players in the draws that she could be she could have been given to. Uh, my most interesting game. I'm super excited to see. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that Goff is going to win against Brengel, even though you know nothing is for certain. Um, I think I think Goff and Goff and Rubakina is going to be an interesting one. A couple other of games in round two that's going to be interesting is um, Panko versus um, Risk. Uh, Risk will eliminate Petro. It will be interesting to see. Uh, you know more in Toronto. Um, who who else have I not spoken about yet? Um, there's not a lot of other games. I mean, the other ones play today. Um, and you know, we'll see how that goes. You know, I can have my predictions. Um, even though it's uh, you know, it's it's just predictions. I've uh, I've not looked at um. I've not looked at um, the entire slate, but I'm looking at a couple of games on my on my picture here. So um, tomorrow, Emma plays uh, Georgie, which is a super fun matchup, a very fun matchup to watch. Because uh, here's, here's, here's two factors. I mean, you got to know when you're watching this game. 
First of all, Rotakuno is playing for around of for around eighty percent of her points today. Um, Georgia is playing for around sixty percent of her points, meaning their both rankings are basically put in line this month. Rotakuno in the number ten spot has the most points to be. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, most uh, risk to to go down quite far in the ranking. But Georgie, I'd say, or most people would say, is is, is the biggest pressured here. Um, she truly needs to rank up her points. And I think a tournament in Toronto, uh, a tournament where she's won it last year, is, is, an, is an awesome awesome place for her to, to, to win a couple of games. Now I think the first game is going to be going to be I'm sorry, I think I think her, her matchup against Emma is isn't perfect, I'd say. There's you know there's lots of other players she could have gone that would have been easier easier matchup. I do think it's going to be a it's going to be a game going into depth, uh, meaning it's going to be a game going probably over maybe three sets, probably not sure. Uh, you know, seeing where the corner plays six seven six seven. I'm sorry, seven six seven six against MCO was super weird because. I'm not saying MCO is terrible, but if you can't close MCO in straights, you you may not be worthy the number ten um, number ten in the in, in the rankings. Either way, awesome game. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to watch it later. Who else do we have? Kudimetova and Ayla. Oh, yeah, that's a fun one. It's definitely going to go to three sets. I mean, Ayla is... I don't know if I want to, if I need to say this again. Ayla is a player that loves winning the first set and then lose the second set and then play a third set and then whatever happens, happens. She loves winning the first set. And it's it's kind of nuts because I've seen... You know, there's a market when you're betting. You can go and... I think you can go on Bet365. You can go on Unibet and et cetera, et cetera. And you can choose player to win from behind. And it's usually plus 800, plus 900. If the opponent Isla is facing is good or you think is good, I mean, it's so much worth it to put money on player to win from behind because this girl loves winning a set. Uh, Not winning a set. Winning the first set. But then losing the second set. And I can almost guarantee that Ayla will win the first set versus Kudermatova and she lose the second. Or I, I'll do this. I'm not going to guarantee that. But I'll, I'll guarantee this. Unless Kudermatova is seriously injured, Ayla will win the first set. I need to rephrase that again. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> if Ayla wins the first set, I can guarantee you Kudermatova will win the second set. There we go. Oh, that took a couple... That took a minute to 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 rephrase. Oh, that's kind of a big statement. I really hope Ayla loses the second set if she really wins the first one, because I'm not sure she's going to win the first one. But again, if she does, I guarantee you Kudermatova will win the second one. Next up, Marino and Jeng. You know, I did say Aileen Mar- uh, Jeng, but I don't know the spread. The spread is not tempting. Um, her, I think she's going to win. Uh, maybe that's enough. For me to say, I mean, I don't really want to say more than that. Uh, it's got, you know, Marino is at home. I don't really want to spend money on a player that's uh, playing a home player. Does not make much sense. Next up, Mertens Bondar. Uh, I truly, 
love uh, you know Bondar as a player but unfortunately and I don't really like Mertens but unfortunately you know it is super hard for me to say Mertens is going to beat her uh, especially on on a fast paced court uh, Mertens is very very clay based and uh, it's just hard for me to say she's going to 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 I don't know to even even be a hard game maybe maybe not I'm not sure my court three but I don't think so um who else do I have I have Liu and, and Tormo I don't know that's that's a hard one probably going to be a long one as well I can see both players uh, being freaking Leo isn't really aggressive but she's really technical and it really matters in, in, in the hard court um, the last one is Zhang and Busca uh, I don't really have an opinion it's just a complete pass like both players have been super weird this season I don't I don't even I don't even um, I don't know it's, it's kind of the Stevens and Kennan game but the thing is though these players are actually kind of good while the, the the, the Kennan and Stevens game, both players are are terrible. You know, I I I wish we could bet on both players to lose the game. Um, uh, that's meant to be a joke, but um, truly, if you are watching the Stevens and Kennan game, which I know a lot of you were, because loads of you were, were messaging me on Twitter, it was the weirdest and most um, I wouldn't say frustrating because I you know I didn't care who won really, but uh, it was. Yeah, it was frustrating to watch because, you know, going from 5-1 to losing in a tie break is nuts. You know, this is so nuts. Um, and the thing is, with these players, it's not uh, uncommon. Uh, and that's why I, I hate it. All right, I, I do want to deep dive into Concord because I need to, I have to. All right, Concord is a 125. I know it's 900. I'm sorry, that math does not work out. It's 875 points away from the 1,000 Toronto. But all tournaments matter, unfortunately. There's two players I have my eye on here. It's Para, who will play Kyla Day. Unfortunately for Kyla Day, she's going to lose this game. I mean, it's not like, yeah, the odds do imply it. I think Para is like minus 400. But either way, I mean, it's Para. She's not going to lose her first game after winning two straight tournaments. One in, do I want to guess? I'm, I think I'm going to guess. Okay, Lausanne and um, what's her last tournament, man? Let me guess. Was it Budapest? No, it wasn't Budapest. It was Hamburg versus it was versus Kontavit because I remember this game. All right, and it was literally last month. So she won two tournaments straight. She won fourteen sets straight and yet haven't lost a set. I'm sorry, twenty two sets, and um, she still hasn't lost a single 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 game or set. And um, she's definitely my favorite player for this tournament. Um, the thing is, or the problem here is, Para hasn't really played hardcore a lot, and she's, she, in fact, she has a quite terrible stat on hardcore. But man, stats are not. Um, when you're playing tennis, at least, 
or when you're on your you know giving opinions on tennis going off stats is horrible i mean unless you're i'm sorry going purely on stats is horrible going on stats isn't that doesn't that the earlier statement didn't make too much sense Going purely on stats does not make sense because if I do, if I do this and go purely on stats, you know, Para has played six games and won two on hard court. Kayla has played, I think, what, 20 and won 15 of them? I don't know. But, uh, you know, on stats, Kayla Day is going to win. Um, But when you watch both of them play, which I've done for weeks uh, because I was watching Para play every single Hamburg and Laosan tournament and Kyla Day has been playing qualifiers ever since the, the freaking um, was it a qualifier for City Openers? It was San Jose. So, you know, both players has played recently. You know, it's not months ago or weeks ago. It's, uh, you know, a week ago. And you can obviously say Para is going to beat Kyla Day. Um, it would be funny if Para lost. And I did say all of this. Either way, Para probably my favorite here. There's a couple of other players I really like. See, Tarson is playing this tournament, and Tarson has been injured for the entire year. And if you guys remember Tarson, she was, um, you know, she's Danish, so I'm a bit biased. She was such an OG last year, man, because I watched her every single game in 2021, and. Um, I don't know if she, you know, at that time, I thought she was, I don't know, top five in the world, which is, you know, I'm. I, it's obviously I'm saying this as an opinion, but my opinion last year was like, oh, she's going to reach the top five. Uh, you know, clearly that did not happen. But Tarsen is playing this tournament, which is awesome for, you know, I think she needs one of these, um, I'd say mini tournaments because 125 isn't really that big. It used to be before, you know, 125s were highly um, admirable. Uh, even the 60s were, man. Even the 25s years ago were, but they aren't now, obviously. Like, seriously, if you look at the draws, man, I mean, there's like 60 unranked, 400 ranked players that withdraw because they can't be asked playing. And, you know, they're not really admirable anymore. Um... All right, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I want to, I want to quickly, quickly, quickly go over the games for Concord. So, Day and Para again. Para is going to win. I don't care if the line is one hundred, minus two hundred, minus one thousand. Para is going to win. Golabich versus Kruger. I have no idea, and I will never ever. I can't stand Golabich. I can't watch her another game because she tends to. Her stats tends to be one of 10 service games held. And I just can't watch a player that breaks nine times out of 10. It does, I mean, it's just, it's going to hurt, man. It's going to hurt my brain. Um, either way, Freck and McNally, uh, they don't play later today. They play tomorrow. Um, last one is Wang. Uh, I mean, I don't know. She's playing a freaking... Um, unranked she's not even unranked she's ranked 270 anyways mariam is ranked 270 uh i don't care about the rankings i care about mariam is terrible so you know probably going to be a straight set win for wang not sure who knows 
Wang has been decent this year. I mean, she played um, she played the semifinals versus Botapova, but she was amazing versus Lynette when she won the quarterfinals. Uh, and she's actually been playing in these 250s anyway. All right, my predictions. You know, I always like to do these outright predictions and sneak them in here. Um, my predictions for Concord is going to be... All right, so... Clearly, one of these are going to be out in the first round because Tolson and Balter plays today and they play to, versus each other. So, you know, one of my out, outrights is going to be tossed, tossed away immediately. But I do want to say, I, I think one of these two has a chance to winning, which is Tolson and Balter, uh, but they play on the first round. So one of them will exit, off, obviously. Uh, we have uh, a player that I've been following on Clay for a long time, which is Ava Liss. Um, I think she's going to be having a, a good time here. Liz, the either Tosin or Baltier, depending on who goes goes further, I think they will beat. Um, I think they will beat their their round sixteen opponents because their round sixteen opponents is going to be Sharma or um, Zaruza. Both players aren't really a threat, I'd say, or someone that can actually take a set from them. Um, and then my fourth pick would be, I said Liz, I said either Tosin or Baltair, and then my fourth pick would be Para. Now the, the, the fifth player, I kind of want to see go to the finals is going to be Wang. And I'd, I'm going to say this, I'd be super surprised no, it's it will feel very weird if one of those four didn't win this tournament. And I want to say this right now at the round one. So, you know, it's kind of weird to say that, you know, in the quarterfinals. But uh, now in round one, I'd be super surprised if one of those four does not win the, 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 the Concord. Moving on. Because right, I, no, I really wanted to speak about my predictions for Concord. And I'm just happy to, to have said this. Uh, this. So this um, this last part I want to mention is Toronto. Uh, the outrights here it's it's truly hard for me. I um, I mean I'm, let me look at the draw again. I want to I want to maybe mention a couple of outrights opinions I have. So you know there's a couple here I lean. Um, Goff probably going to play Rubakina. You know I really want to see Rubakina win another tournament this year. Not sure if she's going to win one right now. I mean, she's exhausted from Wimbledon. It, you know, I'm going to say I lean her because I'm obviously obviously biased. But uh, whoever wins between Rubikina and Goff, probably one of them are are going to be um, going to have a chance to win the tournament. I really like Halep. She looks very good. Uh, she looked awesome versus Vekic. Um and then my last two picks would probably be, you know, I sort of a sticky one here because uh, Kontavate is already playing Techman in the next round. Uh, it's funny given these predictions when they literally are playing one of the toughest opponents uh, on the on the on the second round, which is fun. Um, this is why it's a it's a one thousand tournament. Uh, con- let's just say this, all right. Uh, He's ranked number 15 here. Let me check. Uh, I need to check this quickly. I think it's... Um, it must be her. Yeah. If Halep is ranked number 15, 
I mean, I'm sorry, if Caleb is seeded number 15, just just from that kind of sense, I mean, if someone says at uh, this tournament, Caleb is seeded number 15, you know that the tournament is good because literally every single other top 15 is playing the tournament. And um, it's it's awesome. Um, I'm going to enjoy this one. Uh, I only had three picks yesterday, which was Rubakina. Rubakina was about to go to... Uh, to go over on the games, basically distance. And uh, I had Haleb with a Moneyline parlay with Ostapenko. Uh, three picks, three solid picks. I wasn't really expecting one to lose. If I did, it was the Rybakina over game. Uh, all of those three were pretty solid. And, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm happy they hit, of course. Um I, I kind of want to go more into volume plays this this tournament. And, you know, the point of this podcast is usually to give my opinions. Um, I also, you know, mention a couple of betting, uh, betting uh, suggestions. The, the main point is to give my opinions plus to help some of you with, uh, with, with, with betting on, on, on the WTA tour. Uh, it's it's usually a, a mix of those two, and uh, um, it's really nice to to get to get to get comments from you guys on Twitter. Uh, a couple of you from Europe has been messaging me. A couple of you from the US has been messaging me, and um, it's 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 awesome. You know, it's really I really appreciate it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this, this this short intro for the for this week's tournament. Uh, we're going to enjoy the. The, the Toronto Open, Canadian Open, whatever you want to call it, the Concorde. And obviously, I'm going to mention a couple of ITF tournaments during this week. Um, super fun to, to have you guys listening. And uh, I'll see you guys next time.